As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Welcome to Home Group. It's Wednesday night, and tonight I'm here with Denise and Joel and Paul. Guys, welcome to Home Group. Thank you. It is so good to study the Bible together. I enjoy you guys. Thank you, Joel. And I'm so glad that you're with us. It really means a lot to the renters that you take time to be with us every single night. And I want to say thanks for all your comments on social media. I read them all. When I get up in the morning, first thing I do is I let the dog out. Then I turn on the coffee pot. Then I do my exercises. Then I go to the room where I read my Bible and I read all your comments. Every single morning I read what you write, and sometimes I even reply. So your comments really mean a lot. I learn from what you write, and if you have anything special you want to say to me and Denise and to us, please write it there because these eyes will definitely see it. And remember that if you need prayer, we want to pray for you. Denise, do we mean that? Yes. This is a praying office. It's absolutely the truth. They don't just say, and God bless so-and-so. They pray. I'm telling you that pray. Fervently. It sounds like an inferno. Mm -hmm. And so if you need prayer, please write to us, prayer at renter.org or call us 1-800-742-5593 and we will immediately get really specific about how we pray for you. Joel? I want to tell you guys about this free study guide. You can go to our website and download this right now, this week on our website for free. But dad has a daily TV program. And in that daily TV program, he goes verse by verse, studies the Bible, really teaches it, lays it out. And I think it's exceptional. It's a, this, you can also get the TV series. That's what this is. But that's the difference between these home groups and the TV program. In these home groups, we sit and we talk and we discuss. But in the TV programs that's on this, on this series, he goes really deep. And he goes verse by verse, really gets deep in the Bible. And I think it's exceptional. And I hope, if you watch our TV programs, please tell us. I believe it's encouraging people to walk with God. But tonight we're going to keep talking about running your race with purpose. God has a race for you to run. And one day, we're going to stand in front of Jesus and we're going to give account for how we ran our race. Now, I just have to tell you that when Denise and I were growing up, I hated it when somebody preached on the judgment seat of Christ because of the way they preached it. Denise, I don't know how it was in your church, but especially if an evangelist came. Hey, it's like he scared the living daylights out of us. When you stand in front of the judgment seat of Christ, a movie is going to be shown of your entire life. And I remember as a kid thinking, well, I don't know if I want everything I've done to be put on the movie screen for everybody to see. And it would just terrify me. And that's what a lot of people think when they think about the judgment seat of Christ, that one day when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, every foul thought, every foul deed, and a few of your good things, they're going to all be brought up on the movie screen for all of heaven to see. Everybody's going to be watching the movie to see all the bad stuff you did. That's kind of what I thought. Denise, did you have that impression? Yeah, I did. But as you're saying it, I'm like, uh, that is not the gospel. That's not the gospel. That didn't agree with anybody in the gospel. That is not. But let's go there to Romans 14, verse 10. 
where Paul says, for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. That is a fact. However, you have to put verses with verses. For example, in Romans 18, 18 1, 8, 1, the Bible says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. In Psalm 103, verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. He threw them into the sea of forgetfulness. Amen. And when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, why would God say, you know what? I removed all those sins. I threw them into the sea of forgetfulness. But right now, just for the sake of everybody's entertainment, Let's go get them all and put them all on the screen. <laughs> Let's look at all that bad stuff I forgave and removed and put under the blood of Jesus. Let's drag it all up and look at it all over again. That doesn't agree with anything in the Bible. When the Bible says he removed your transgressions as far as the east is from the west, it means they will never meet you again. They will never be brought up again. And my friends, if you're standing in front of the judgment seat of Christ, that's one of the best declarations I could ever make to you, it means you're saved, you're delivered, or you wouldn't be standing there. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem is people hear this word judgment and they get confused about what it means. That it's negative. Like it's negative. But let's look at it. Mm -hmm. Well, in Romans 14.10, where Paul says, we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. First of all, it says, all. <laughs> that means every last one of us. If we're born again, we're going to stand in front of the judgment seat of Christ, which is not the same as the great white throne judgment. That is for unbelievers, unsaved people. That's going to come later. But only Christians are going to stand in front of the judgment seat of Christ. So if you're there, it's already good news. Amen. You're already in. Amen. But we will all stand there. That's what the Bible says. And notice it says stand. You know what I have in my notes? Not crawl. Not grovel. It indicates we're going to stand, mm -hmm. indicating there will be no shame whatsoever. Isn't that powerful? Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. The word judgment seat is the word bima. Everybody say bima. 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 The word judgment is really such a bad translation. The bima was a place of designation. Let me read you from my notes. It was a platform. It could be at the games. Or it could be in the town square, in the public market. But it was a platform on which a judge or governor sat to designate awards, rewards. I call it a place of designation. Taken from the Greek, ancient Isthmian Games, which we've been talking about this week, in which the athletes competed for a reward. And as they competed... They were under the careful scrutiny of a judge who watched to make sure every rule of the contest was obeyed. And after the game ended, the champions, the athletes, the victors were led to the bima, to the platform where the judge placed a laurel wreath on their heads, especially for those that had fought very well. It was not a place where he condemned those who performed poorly. That's not what it was for. It was not a place where he called people to beat them up. <laughs> Can you imagine the judge at the Isthmian Games saying, 
I'm going to beat the life out of you because of the way you ran that race. You should have ran better. In fact, I'm going to talk about everybody. I'm going to let everybody know how bad you ran that race. That's not what the Bema was for. The Bema was a place where awards were given. It was a place of designation. It reminds me of the podium. The podiums at competitions, when you get on you know, first, second, third, and you're given these awards. Oh. That's what this reminds me of. Well, that's like what the it's Olympics. like. Yes, yes. Well, in Romans 14, verse 12, it also says, So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. First of all, it says every one of us, the Greek word hekestas, which means everyone without exception, no one excluded. I'm going to be there. Your, Denise is going to be there. Joel, Paul, you, anybody that's saved, we're going to all stand there before the Bema of Christ. And this verse says, every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. The Greek literally says, okay, are you guys ready? Here's the RIV. Every one of us without exception will give a factual verbal report of himself to God. It will be a full verbal accounting of himself to God. Not for sin. Sin's already under the blood. For how you ran your race. We are going to be judged for how we run the race. And at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, Paul comments on this again. And he says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body. The word appear is the word phaneros, and describes something that comes visible, which means on that day when we stand in front of the judgment seat of Christ, the bema, everything is going to become visible. It's going to all be visible. How we ran, it's going to all become visible. I am going to be judged, and the reward that I receive will be determined on how well I ran my race. Did I do what I was called to do? Was I the husband that God called me to be? Was I the pastor that God wanted me to be? How well did I run my race? He's not going to badger me and beat me for failure but he's going to reward me on how well I ran. Do you guys understand? Mm-hmm. There's a level of personal responsibility. Oh, tremendous. And, and here in uh, Romans 14, 10, uh, it, it starts by talking, Paul starts by talking about our relationship to each other. But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So sometimes we get distracted Instead of talking, instead of working on ourselves, sometimes we get distracted by thinking, well, I'm better than him. I'm doing better than she is. Or, well, at least I didn't do what they did. Who cares? Did you do what you're supposed to do? Yeah, your competition's with yourself. God's not going to judge you comparing you to other people. He's going to say, did you hit your mark that I gave you? I think that's absolutely the truth. You know, it's my greatest motivation in life. If anybody says to me, Rick, what is your number one motivation in life? This is it. One of these days, I'm going to stand in front of the judgment seat of Christ. I am not afraid of that. If I'm in front of the judgment seat of Christ, that's the best news in the world. It means I'm saved, I'm in. But on that day, I'm going to look into Jesus' eyes. And the verse says, everything will appear. Everything will become visible about how well I ran the race of faith. He's the judge. He's been watching with a scrutinizing eye about, did I really obey? Did I run all the way? Did I do what I was asked to do? Did I fall out along the way? And if I go all the way to the end 
if I finish the task, then I'm going to receive. And that's what the verse says, by the way. It says, every man will receive at that moment. The word receive is a Greek word, which means you're going to be paid for what you did. We're each going to come to a payday eternally where God is going to pay us for what we did in life. And I want to say something else, and, I, and this is a big motivator for me personally. You know, when we all go to heaven one day in the rapture or through death, we're not just going to sit around on clouds and do nothing. Heaven is going to be full with activity. The book of Daniel says the saints will possess the universe. There's going to be a lot of assignments in eternity. Our assignments in eternity will be based on what we did right now. Life right now is a period of qualification. I'm qualifying for the next phase. I really am. If I want to really do something monumental in eternity, then I need to do something monumental now because this is a qualification period. I have a team that I call the A-team. And very often I say to my A-team, hey guys, remember we're not just dealing with today. We're qualifying for what we're going to do in eternity. Jesus is watching us with a scrutinizing eye. And I just have to say again, 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 when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, it's not to beat us up and to condemn us. There's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. As far as the east is from the west, your sins are gone. They're under the blood of Jesus. When you stand before Jesus, he's not going to bring up what he removed. He just will not do it. But he will deal with you about how you used your faith and what you did with mm -hmm. your faith. Mm -hmm. That's what it's going to be all about. Mm -hmm. And that's what will determine what we do in the next phase. Mm -hmm. Although you I, didn't mm -hmm. say it specifically, so many people say you need to have eternity on your mind or you need to live thinking about eternity. It's kind of a difficult concept for me to grasp. What does that mean thinking about eternity? Eternity's forever. Eternity's I don't know where that is. I haven't been there yet. But the way you explained it right now, thinking about how we will be evaluated based on whether we did or did not do Thank what you we're for called saying to that. do. Thank you for saying evaluated. Because the word bima, it really it's a place of evaluation and designation. Meaning, that's, that's what it's all about. Meaning we don't all get the same prize. We don't all get blue stickers for being good. No, we don't. And, uh, you know, I want to bring up what Paul said a while ago about the beginning of that verse. But why do you judge your brother or why do you show contempt for your brother? And I just want to bring out that it's going to be the judgment seat of Christ. It's not going to be we're not living for the judgment seat of somebody else or what they think about us or how they see our race. It's how he sees your race. And God sees your race completely. Others may not understand you, get you, or even be for you. But God is for you, and he sees how you are running your race. Actually, there's parts of your race that only God sees. The times that you privately determine that you're not going to be offended. Oh. God's the only one that knows that. The times when you give your money, when you didn't have time to give money, God's the only one that knows that. Those are all part of your intermediate goals as you're running your race of faith. But God sees all of that. God sees it all. And you know, I think one mistake that I make and the preachers make is we talked about these big, big, grand, grand goals. 
and sometimes people can't wrap their heads around it. Maybe the grand goal for you is being a good wife. That is a very grand, that might be your assignment. You know, women are powerful. Don't say, well, I'm just a wife. That is powerful. You can shape your children. You can produce kings. That is powerful. Or somebody might say, well, I'm just a businessman. That is a very big call to be a businessman. Don't diminish anything that you're called to be or to do. You need to find out what is yours and embrace it. We all have different assignments. How boring life would be if we all had the same assignment. Mm -hmm. We all have different assignments. You know, today in the world, now you boys don't know this. You're not boys anymore, forgive me. You men don't know this because you didn't grow up in the Western world. But today they have what's called participation trophies where everybody gets an award and everybody's treated equally because those in charge don't want anybody's feelings to be hurt. So if you failed, you get a trophy. If you won, you get a trophy. Everybody's treated the same. Well, I want to tell you, friends, that is nuts. Life has consequences. Life has consequences. Now, we will all be rewarded for participating. I do believe that. But we're not going to all get the same thing when we stand in front of Jesus. We're not. Jesus says very clearly in Revelation 22, he's coming and he has his reward in his hand. And he will give to every man according to his works. We're not all going to get the same thing. And you know what a participation trophy is? It's a communist idea. We understand that because of where we live. It's where everybody gets the same thing. It's not real. It's not real. There's a specific award, a reward, which is awaiting you that is tailored to you and to you alone. Say amen. 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 Whew, that's, that's pretty powerful. Well, I, he chose you. He didn't make a mistake when he chose you. And so it's not going to be, um, uh, it shouldn't be a shock to us that he would create a reward just for you. That's amazing. Paul? Amen. As a parent, it's my responsibility to teach my children that there are consequences in life. It's not my responsibility to guard them from the consequences of life. It's my responsibility to prepare them for life. And there's a big difference there. And if you fall and scrape your knee, that's okay. That means you'll know that when you fall, you scrape your knee and then it heals. That's absolutely okay. And uh, you were saying that we each have a special race. There's a special race and there's a special reward for each of us. And God evaluates us based on the race that we were running, depending on where we are in life. And mm -hmm. for, some th for some people, something may be easy for you and something may be very difficult. The same thing that's easy for you may be very difficult for someone else. In uh, Luke 21, Jesus says, Of truth I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. So it's not the sum that matters, it's what it costs you that matters. And Jesus knows exactly what that specific act of obedience costs you. Mm -hmm. It may be easy for someone else. Don't compare yourself to someone else. But it's very difficult for you. It may require more faith 
for you than it does for them because that's that's the real evaluation there is not how much it's it, about faith what do you do with your faith it's faith can i give an example of being mom all right when we got married okay before we ever got married denise was called i was called we were saved we had our own unique calls but when god calls you together you kind of have a mutual calling but we have different roles in the call and one of these days when Denise and I stand before the judgment seat of Christ, I'm going to answer for my part as we ran together. And Denise is going to answer for her part. And guess what? Our parts are very different. They're very different. Now, Denise could say, well, everybody knows Rick. You know what? So, Denise's part is as substantial as mine. It's just different than mine. She is such a support. She's more than a support. To me, Denise is a giant. But we have different functions as we're running the race together. And they are equally as important. They're just different. But I'm going to answer for my part. And Denise is going to answer for her part. And you know what? I have a very keen response, sense of responsibility about this. And sometimes Denise doesn't always understand me in what I'm doing. That's okay. She didn't have to. She didn't have to. I don't always understand everything Denise wants to do, but I know she has a commitment and she has a passion and she has a conviction. I respect it. I don't have to totally understand it because we each hear the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Each of us has something unique we're supposed to do. We just need to encourage each other to do it. Yes, Joel. I'm thinking about also one example, and that's my brother Philip. Philip is running his own race, and I think he's, he's doing as best he can. And, and look at it. He's not here tonight. I know, mm -hmm. and he's running. He is really running, following that call in his life. That's the truth. And Paul just became the lead pastor of the Moscow church, and he's running his own race. Paul and Philip are running two different races, but they can definitely support one another. And I'm running my own. And our job is to support one another. Paul's race is not any better than mine, but it's very unique to his. The same thing with Philip. <coughs> and our, jo our, our job is to support one another and because we're going to be responsible at the end for what we did with our race did we reach our prize and i think that's very very valuable denise that's been very powerful lesson for me I'm, in my life that as as rick said in fact i already went through that where i just kind of thought well i'm rick renner's wife and he's this big got this big call on him and so all I have to do is hide behind him and then the Lord spoke to me and he, he said no that's not that that's not what you're going to be able to say to me when you see me mm. he said I called you I put gifts in you and you're responsible for what I've given you and then what really gets me is that like Rick's got people, so many people that are blessed and changed by his ministry. So many, it's, it's countless. But there are people that wouldn't have been changed in their attitude or their heart or maybe not been healed if I hadn't embraced what God called me to. And it's so powerful. I want to say this. It is so powerful that you embrace what God called 
you to and don't compare yourself mm -hmm. to somebody else. The Bible says over and over that when you compare yourself to others, mm -hmm. it is not wise. It's mm -hmm. not wise. We're not the same. We all have something different to do. Mm -hmm. If you just look at this room right here, I'm different, you're different, Joel's different. We're all different. Our genetic makeup is different. Our fingerprints are different. Our, the irises of our eyes are different. Every one of us are different. Why would we have the same call? Now, we might be functioning in a mutual plan, mm -hmm. but within the plan, we're each running our own race. That's, mm -hmm. that's amazing to me. But hey, I want to go back to 1 Corinthians 9.24. <clears throat> know ye not that they which run in a race run all, so we're all in some kind of a race, all of us. Mm -hmm. But only one receives the prize. I want to end where we ended last night. So run that you may obtain. 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 That's the attitude. That is the attitude. I'm going to do what I was born to do. And as I said at the beginning of this program, for me, this is motivation number one. It's not what people say about me. Nope. That's not motivation number one. It's what Jesus is going to say about me. Amen. Now, he's not going to deal with me for past <clears throat> sin that he forgave and he covered and he removed. But he is going to deal with me for my faith, how I ran my race. And one of these days, me, Denise, Joel, Paul, Philip, you... We're going to stand before the bema of Christ. I wish we could get rid of that word judgment seat. It's such a bad place idea. Place of evaluation. The evaluating mm. place of Christ where he is going to, on the basis of our faith, give us a designated reward and where we're going to find out what we're going to do in the next phase. Mm. I think that's exciting. Mm. That makes me want to really do good now. Amen. Because... I want something to do in eternity. Amen. Amen. But we're out of time. If you need prayer, please call us 1-800-742-5593 or write to us prayer at renner.org. We're going to be back tomorrow night. It's going to be good. Sleep well. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.